Hello guys, welcome to Run Planet 365, another beautiful day. And today's episode, like, you know, we did a pre-Boston, so we'll do a post-Boston marathon. I, I thought it would be pretty interesting for those of you that are marathon fans, that enjoy marathon, that today we're going to discuss and, 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 and say, well, how did the ma- Boston marathon go and what did we think about it and what did I think about it and overall... So let's start with uh, you know, uh, let's start with first of all that on both sides the drama was uh, I think at all time best. Uh, as a spectator watching the race, I really really just enjoyed it. I mean I was on a high horse watching the race. I enjoyed it. It was uh, drama at its highest level. Uh, on a men's side, um, you know of course a lot of people, even myself, you know of course. You know, I did pick in my post, in my thing that Elliot to win, you know. Um, however, I did have a doubt in my mind a little bit. But, you know, I never want to doubt the greatest runner of all time. But, but, I think we saw um, a little bit of weakness of Elliot. Uh, that he's human. That he's not capable of always winning. And, you know, he just lost to a better man. As he said, the man that was most prepared and there was a lot of men that were better prepared than Elliot Kipchoge um, we're not going to talk about you know if he could or should have would have I just think I'm going to give you a few reasons why I don't think he after watching the race why I don't think he won the race first of all the biggest mistake Elliot which is um, I get it why he did that but one of the mistakes that uh, that Elliot Kipchoge uh, made was uh, he he did something that I, I don't know if it works on this course and he was taking the lead early on and really dictating the pace I think he wanted to run the legs out of Chebet and the, you know Tanzanian guy and Benson and whoever else was in that pack by taking the legs out by going out faster in the first half I think he believed that you know even though he would survive the hills and maybe that he would win and everybody else wouldn't have that super kick uh, what uh, Benson and and, uh, and Chebet did uh in previous years so I think that's what the expectation was but what really guys ended up happening was that when it was time to strike right around I don't know it was 18 or 19 or 20 miles right in that area we saw that's where where Elliot Kipchoge did not have another gear and as soon as the the Tanzanian guy made a move everybody you know when somebody makes a move at that stage of the race you if you're a contender you respond if you're not able to respond to the move that that means you're not you're not able to win anymore and when we saw Elliot just get broken very quickly within span matter of three minutes um, that was the end that was the end for him and wow, I never expected him to be broken uh, with with one or just a slight move like that. But in my opinion, 
I still think, of course, he's the best of all time. A runner, no doubt about it. But we saw what a real race can do. And this is not something that has happened only to Elliot and everything. It's just like, you know, there's other people that are training as hard, if not harder, that deserve to win. And this is a real race. Instead of Elliot Kipchoge having pacemakers and having a team around him, honestly, he was the pacemaker for the other two guys. And I think the other two guys really just nailed everything perfect. Because Elliot just did all the work for them. They, and the, the Tanzanian guy, you know, started a, a big move. And I, I think he's, I'm not sure what the, I can't remember the name. Um, and then that just broke up the whole pack. And that was it. So, I don't know. I guess it's, um, I think what happened was, uh, and, and there's no way to replicate a course if you've never ran it before. You know, he just lost to a bunch of people that ran there last year and then had a better, um, I guess, they had a better, um, you know, experience with the course. And maybe Elliot didn't realize how much of those downhills, how much did they really take out of the power out of your legs? Because not only that, that all, all he could do is run 520 pace for last six miles which is 40 seconds slower than his normal pace, okay? And where typically people run around 450 pace, you know, he was still running 30 seconds slower. So basically his legs were kaput. It wasn't his breathing. It wasn't his uh, morale, nothing like that. I think Elliot just was limited by the fact that he was not as prepared as he thought he was, or he didn't, even if he did prepare, Maybe he did not prepare the way he thought it would work for this course. <laughs> because I believe, I guarantee you, if he was to come back and, and run Boston again, he would win. And the reason that is he would know now what it takes to win or what it takes to how does this course run. And he would not run it the same way. He definitely would train something different. He would change things up because what I believe Claudio the coach of uh, Kipruto and Benson, uh, I believe that they know what it takes to win. They've proven it, so they know how to train for it. And, you know, they said, and for Elliot was saying that, you know, they know <clears throat> they have their own Boston course too in Kaptaget. Uh, I get it. They have, but I think uh, the Adidas guys really just did a much better job overall executing the plan. And what's more, even more impressive is not even that Elliot lost, is that how Evans Chibet won again. Not only this time the pace was much faster at the half if we compare to last year, right? But even then they proved that not only they, Chibet and those guys, you know, his teammate Kipruda, not only they can win or be top three, not only off a slow pace, but also off a fast pace. And in my opinion, uh, I think the NN team and Kipchoge maybe thought that if the pace is fast, that those guys cannot win the race. And oh boy, were they wrong. Because those guys were even better. I think, the, like Elliot himself said, whoever prepares the best will win this race. And there was a big chance that even the Tanzanian guy could have won the race. I mean, he's the one that made the first move. He's the one that, you know, was responding, was fighting. 
I just think that, you know, Benson Kipruto was even telling in the post-interview that, you know, he had some hamstring problems in the last 2K and he couldn't do anything. And in, and in those, for those reasons, obviously, we're looking at all these things and, of course, of course, um, uh, it was a very, very exciting uh, race. I think it was the most exciting race I've seen in a while. Um, and that just proves that, you know, that's a total different element, even, you know, even when it's Olympics, uh, Boston, or, or Berlin, those are th- three different things. One of the most surprising things to me here was that Elliot Kipchoge did not attack the race how he usually uh, would do it in a championship race. He was too aggressive on this course, and and that's it. That's it. He thought that he was, you know, good enough to be aggressive on this course, and and he wasn't. It was not right. That was the wrong decision, I think, because you know he was not able to do what you know what what he wanted to do. So I, I just thought it was interesting race on on that side because at the end of the day, you know. Uh, Boston will teach you how how to run it the next time and things like that. So uh, overall, I think uh, good job by Elliot and good job by all the other competitors. Uh, good job by the first American. I really thought that Zachary Talby from Morocco was a real good run from Oklahoma City. He, uh, right in front of the goat, fifth place. Uh, that was really good. Um, you know, I met him in a half marathon in New York, so he did really good. I mean, he's strong, you know, that course fits him well. Uh, Albert Correa, I believe, was fourth. So, really, uh, a lot of good guys uh, in, in this in this uh, field. Um, a lot of good races. Uh, it was really interesting to watch. And, obviously, I'm not surprised by the result. I, what I'm more surprised is that how fast... Uh, Elliot Kipchoge got dropped. I mean, he got dropped right away at the first possible break, which you would think that the greatest of all time would fight for a couple more miles or at least to try to get up there, but he actually had zero response. So, you know, it's a bit disappointing. I, I wish we would have heard him. I wish we would have heard him... Uh, in a post-race conference, but he chose not to talk, which I also think it would have been nice to hear him. It would have been nice to see what he has to say. We're okay with him losing, you know. All his fans uh, are always are always going to be his fans. But what's not okay is that you know we don't even get to hear him say, you know, hey this is what happened of course he's congratulating others on his instagram and all that but that's so different we wanted to hear him say things like hey wow i i really respect this course i really you know the i did not have the, another gear when those guys went uh, i like i said i'll study it again and i'll re- try to see what i can do next time but uh you know today i was not the fastest man and 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 that's it you know that would have been so much more respect than not having a media or not having a post-race interview because fans want reality fans want it now you know that would be like michael jordan losing a game against utah 
in a final and then refusing to give interview. You know, you should give interview, you know, regardless of what happened, you know, the series is over. So, and just like saying, I'll speak tomorrow, you know, that's just not, I think that's not, that was a wrong move because look, when you win, you speak. When you lose, you should speak. And it is what it is. Another thing, um, I don't know if we talked about it, but I don't know if anybody talked about it. But every time it rains, Elliot Kipchoge, you know, in a colder weather with the rain, every time he does not have that race and it gets broken really quick. Because the same thing happened in London. Once they opened up the gap on him, he was finished. Um, again, and, and also it could mean that he only likes to run on fast and flat courses when things are set up and, you know, it's predictable. So Boston and things like that is anything but predictable. So he's not maybe, you know, used to that element. Of course, in Tokyo, uh, it was not predictable, but the course was predictable and the weather was predictable. It was hot. They knew it. It was flat. They knew it, you know. So it was have Olympics would have been held in Sapporo I think we would have had a different result but Olympics was on a flat course and then even in Elliot Kipchoge does not have problems with the heat he's got problems with the rain and cold and he showed it now you know twice once in London and once here that those things affect him and that's it you know what he did after London he rebounded and became back and became even stronger I don't see why we're not going to see the same thing from him coming back even stronger. He's not done yet. So, uh, so on the women's side, guys, uh, women's side, what a race. Helen O'Berry, wow. You know, uh, met her in New York as well a few weeks ago. Uh, we've talked about a lot about, uh, you know, maybe her running some fast race or something in Valencia or something to run because we thought she couldn't run 217, 218, she even said to herself and you know but Dayton decided to put her in um, Boston and that was a beautiful call I think that was a really good call um, Helena Berry wow, I think that that just shows you know that hey sometimes just having a talent and working hard and being in fitness and even if you did one or two really fast long runs and you know that's all you need if you have the confidence then you go to the race i always tell my wife i said look you know once you know you can do something you feel it good in training then it's time to go to a race uh yeah once the shape comes in a race you know i honestly feel like it's you gotta strike within three or four weeks because then the shape is gone and and that's exactly what they did uh, with the on team. They were they realized that they were in really good shape. Uh, there was a late dropout of Sharon Locchetti, and I'm sure I, there was a couple other people that I never saw that they were on the list, but they were never in a, never showed up. Uh, I think they didn't get the visa. And I don't know what happened to Sheila Chipkiroi or something. She did not get the visa. And Fancy Chemutai was not on the, was on the list, but we don't know what happened to her either. Um, so anyway, what happened was that uh, you know Boston got Helen O'Berry on the line, and that was the late entrance, and then she ended up winning. So a lot of times it works out perfectly in these scenarios, uh, and the way Helen ran the race was a beautiful one. I actually predicted Salpeter to win the race, so. Um, 
I did not think that Oberia would win. Uh, I thought she'd do pretty good, but not win. Uh, I was amazed also with uh, with Emma Bates. Uh, I think Emma Bates is so consistent. She's so good. But obviously what she did not have was the kick. And obviously, you know, what does that even tell you all the time? I think she can always do well, and she will always do well. But to win the championship race, you know, with a mile or two miles to go, you don't have a kick. You don't have a kick, you're never going to win. Never, ever. Uh, I'm not taking anything away from her because I think she ran amazing. The fact that she looked so relaxed for the whole race is amazing. But again, um, if she can add that one arsenal, you know, if, if they average like whatever, 525 pace, she needed to, you know, kick five, you know, she needed to go five flat for the last mile in order to be, you know, try to win the race like the others are doing. If you can't do that, you know, it's tough to win races. But it's a good accomplishment for her, first American and being fifth. So I thought she looked really good and, and she backed it up what she said at the conference. But like I said, uh, <clears throat> if I was back, it was her, I, I think I'd, I'd go back to the drawing board, keep doing what I'll be doing. But I'd be thinking, like, well, how if we're going to be in a race, you know, uh, how can I w actually win the race when I'm with the pack? Not like, you know, before she's always coming from the back, she's running her pace, and then she ends up with the fifth, sixth, fourth, third by default in races. <clears throat> but can she actually be with the lead pack and then kick them off for the win? That's an extremely important part. Um, so that's that's that, uh, guys. Um, another thing, um, Lorna Salpeter have the same issue. I thought Lorna ran a great race, very competitive, always up there, always fighting. But then in that last mile, you know, we always have Lorna fighting, fighting as much as she can. But you know, that's where it helps to have that. Can you kick off that pace and do something special in the last one mile? <clears throat> and at this time, I, I thought Bariso was the only one that came that gave Opiri the last kick, but because that other Ethiopian lady has the same issue, she does not have the finishing kick. And even the last year when Perez beat her, <clears throat> she couldn't respond. So obviously, as Renata Canola once always said, at the end of the day, the, the winner is always the fastest one that can finish the race the fastest off already a fast race. And Helen O'Berry, oh boy, oh boy, did she have all the gears that you need. You know, she was able to go into her track mode and, and finish everybody off. And, you know, they can't, you can't teach that. You know, once you have something like that, when you go to a marathon, you know, you develop that endurance easy and you're pretty much deadly. Nobody can beat you. You know, if you're there, unless you beat yourself. So Helen O'Berry really deserves, you know, uh... <clears throat> deserves to win and it's a big surprise maybe not for many people but it was a little bit surprise for me um, Jocelyn and Chepka's go I thought it would do a little bit better but I think she got pounded by the hills and uh, so really that part I thought she could have done a little bit better too uh, but you know look guys that's why we run races as somebody said races are not one on paper they're one in reality and we saw a race how it unfolded everybody threw their best even I think I'll find Tulia Granwell 224 uh, I believe I believe um, 
Neil Royas ran also PR. I gotta look at that. But I think a lot of people ran well, guys. You know, it just shows that how deep the competition was. It was a uh, one of the most decorated assembled fields of all time and definitely we saw that it was really strong i mean you had you had multiple people that are best of the best you know um so i definitely think that uh the public got what they wanted uh we enjoyed the race uh some people of course didn't have their best races but that's why they invite 50 people you know they know that hey out of 50 people you know half of them are not gonna have a great race out of the other 25 half of them are gonna have a good race and and then out of those halves somebody's gonna win and, and that's how it always is that's why you bring 50 people on each side so Boston did a good job bringing people and it was really exciting um, definitely would have liked to see a closer race on the men's side with Kipchoge being there towards the end but uh, we don't know what he's going to say yet in his uh, post-race interview. But I'd be, like I said, I'd be willing to hear it. But I don't think we need to hear anything because <clears throat> I think we know what happened. And, uh, uh, we'll accept what happened and we'll, we don't, he's still the greatest of all time. So we don't have to really be disappointed with him. We still can be very happy with Elliot and that's all, you know. Just uh, congratulate other compatriots, others runners, and, and then move on to the, you know, moving on to to next race and next goal and things like that. So I think definitely uh, it should be um, it should be something accepted. And thank you everybody for a great race uh, on the men's side, on the women's side. Uh, we as fans, coaches, athletes really enjoyed watching Boston Marathon. We really enjoyed uh, uh, the field that was assembled. Uh, the drama was at all-time high. So I really can't say anything bad about it. Uh, I do have a suggestion. I think it would have been nice uh, in the future. If you ever look at like the television coverage, <clears throat> what I really like to see is... Uh, I'd like to have an option um, when they're showing or or show us like different things all the time, right? So like we need to see the men's race and women's race. We need to see those races for the majority of the time, not only like three three minutes on, five minutes off. I think we need to see it all the time because when people want to watch a race, they want to watch all the time. I don't want to. I understand there are commercials. That's fine. But we want to be able to see a race and then I think audience should be able to decide whether they want to watch the female, a male race or anything, you know, you, we want to be able to see the full race. And when they do races in Europe, they are always full. You can see the whole race like Valencia, everything. And that's what we want to be able to see. We don't want to miss out on a race because what's the point it would be like watching a basketball game but you're missing out second third quarter or sometimes you know we want to see the every quarter every minute uh only go to commercials on timeouts you know uh, but i don't know i don't know how we can fix that and also another thing is uh, we want to be able to see all the people that are elites we want to be able to see like more coverage on those people right like we want to know who is uh, in 17th place who is this person where do they live 
you know you got a camera on them how are they looking so that everybody can see them on TV as well you know like kind of like go back and forth a little bit but go back and forth into like multiple ways of seeing it just like how they do it in Formula One sometimes they they go to first place second third then they show seventh ninth place for a little bit like it keeps the every elite field athlete you know that's in top 25 top 30 should be shown during the 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 tv part because then we can watch them and the family members and all the fans can know who they are so i think that's what the, the marathon coverage is missing you know i think that would they can fix that and you know it's always important to to try to fix things not to keep things always the same uh, anyway guys thank you uh, for listening to this episode and hopefully that you enjoyed it and hope you watched the marathon and hopefully it was fun <laughs>